Well, I've just had a fantastic um, first, it's, got, it's the first um, conversation. I'm calling it the conversation with uh, Sebastian, Sebastian um, Ong, who I actually met on um, Clubhouse and then we connected on LinkedIn. And I've been getting so much insight from him. I really wanted to speak with him. And the reason why he's the first, actually, <laughs> is because we were having a conversation on LinkedIn about podcasting and Descript and everything. And I thought, hey, why not get on? Because I actually want to do this. And um, the conversation just finished. It's about two hours long. I'm not going to cut any of it, uh, warts and all. Um, and I want to try this new style format and my plan is to basically make one every week. So firstly, if you're interested, let me know. I'll, my contact details are on the website. You'll find them. And let me know what you think about the conversation. And um, hopefully it'll help you out. Here's the uh, video. Hi, Kira. Hey, how you doing? Um, again, the whole point of this is literally a conversation. As I said to you, I get so many I talk to so many people like you do. And as you know, when we talk, we have so many pieces, nuggets of information that we lose. And Why do you say lose? I lose in the sense that you can repeat it, but the cadence isn't there. The, 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 the way that we speak isn't there. And podcasting is great. I get it. But I found that podcasting... Um, to make too much of a show yes. it it turns into a radio station i mean i met you on clubhouse a lot of people on clubhouse had such booming voices they're showmen exactly right in the american rooms yes right there you go exactly and i found that a lot in fact i've stopped using um clubhouse now and the main reason was the security of it more than anything, the privacy of it, not the security of it, but the privacy of it. I, I went to a client and uh, so I said, I'm using as a well-known client uh, of mine. He's actually a famous guy here in Holland. And he said, um, uh, I said I was using Clubhouse because I invited him. And he goes, yeah, I know. I see every room that you're going in. I'm like, I don't really want you to know what room I'm in. That's not, not that I'm going into any weird rooms. I don't have anything to hide, like the privacy thing. Everyone's like, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't care if they see it. Well, actually, you should care. You should care uh -huh. because it's not right. It's just absolutely not right. So I, I deleted it off my phone as, at, while I was with him. When he said it, I deleted it because it's... I'm not worried the security part because anything we say on there is open. It's stuff that we would type in uh, uh, LinkedIn or whatever, you know. But I just had this icky feeling about, do you really need to know what rooms I'm in? You know, I'm Iranian. I'm Persian. I went into some Persian rooms. Oh. Now, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But he doesn't need to know, you know, that kind of thing. So I deleted it. <laughs> I completely did. Let me ask you some provoking, 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 questions. Go for it. Do you use Google search? No. WhatsApp? No. Instagram? No. Facebook? No. I'm very privacy conscious. 
Very. I don't use any of those products. Um, wow. Okay. You're quite yeah, safe. Then. I really don't. I mean, I'm like when I work with my clients, I make sure that I choose the tools that I trust. So when I'm, you know, I'm a coach consultant. So when I, you know, so if, if they say, what tools should I use? I really think about what they need and then think about the privacy side of it for me and then explain to them, you have this and you have this. I personally prefer this, but this is not a bad tool. It's just Google is behind it. Facebook is behind it. Amazon is behind it, whatever. I mean, we're all using Amazon, to be honest. We really are. More so, than you be, more than you know. More than usual, yeah, more than we know. So yeah. um, that isn't really too much of a, uh, it's not much you can do, but. No. Hmm. Yeah. But that's where I come from. That's exactly where I come from. Right. I always preach this. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I always no, preach this. Social media is a platform. Mm -hmm. Algorithm is but a man-made tool. Yes, it learns. It's, it's capable of what one human brain is, is capable of. But it just takes the willingness to learn. Like I'm always advocating curate your feed curate your feed clean up your 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 hashtags clean up your your groups clean up your your followers go and, and not just complain there and go like oh i've got nothing on my feed it's the same people it's just yeah. showing me useless information and I'm like yeah because you're not doing anything about it you're letting you're, you're sitting in the backyard watching the grass grow and say like oh i've got weeds oh i've got weeds but you do nothing about it yeah I, I, I totally my, agree. Yeah, and my friends complain that like, why are you on Facebook so much? Why are you on Instagram so much? Why are you on 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 um, you're in Clubhouse? Um, yeah, and I was like, well, do you want to compare? Let's grab your Facebook and check it out, and let's see my, your Facebook and my Facebook. Let's see what's the difference. Yes. Look into my YouTube history, for example. You see, I have nothing but the likes of Andrew Huberman, Benny Brown. And it's all about growth and 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 self awareness. And then you look at my my partner's Facebook, and it's like Saturday Night Live, and who is roasting who? I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't let them touch my phone because I don't want that to come into my algorithm at all. I'm very protective of the sense. Like, don't right. search on my thing because like don't screw up. That's really interesting. I mean, um, talking about Google and YouTube, YouTube is actually the only Google product I use, but I use it on Google. Um, browser, Chrome, nothing else. I don't use it anywhere else. If I go onto a Facebook, Instagram, Google page on Safari, I make sure I clear anything before I carry on. <laughs> so, Technically, they can't reach into what you have and um, in, in what you've previously browsed, browsed. But the thing is, unless you know how to go into the deeper advanced setting of the Google Chrome itself, mm -hmm. and you deselect some stuff. Yes. It's a high chance most of the stuff that you're sending is actually being sent to Google. Google no, well. absolutely. Within Google, yeah. But if I'm, for instance, using, um, as I said, Safari, and mm. then I someone puts a link and it's a Google Doc. Mm. So obviously it opens in Google. So yeah. I didn't know it was a Google Doc, so I open it up and Google. Now Google is infested into my, mm. right? Yeah. So what I do is I stop working. 
I close the, I, I, I copy paste it and then go into Chrome and open it and then completely wipe everything, uh, reset my Safari with all the cookies and all that, all everything. So it, it's not there. So kind of sandbox, it's a manual sandbox. <laughs> it's <laughs> a very manual step though. It's, it is, but I don't mind doing that. Because it's very rare that I go on to any of these kind of, like if someone sends me an Instagram, I definitely don't open it in Safari. I open it in Chrome because I don't care, right? Um, Or I go to uh, Brave, open a tour and have a look at it and stuff like that. So I'm not not one of these people that wear tinfoil hats or anything. It's just I want to protect my privacy. I, And it's more to do with, they have too much power and that power has come from us and they're chipping away at our privacy bit by bit. And I don't like it. I mean, it's pure and simple. I just don't like it. So I'd rather them not have anything or only a tiniest amount that they can. But going back to clubhouse, because we met on clubhouse, right. And, um, I just liked the things that you were saying. And then when we connected on uh, LinkedIn, I was like, this dude knows a few things. <laughs> Let me just follow, follow everything. Because you do a lot of um, LinkedIn stuff as well. Only recently when I got clearance from the office, then I could actually, I have to read, actually I have to redo everything because before that you see only corporate branded stuff. Right. And now I managed to get compliance um, clearance. So what I can do now is I have to personally brand all my own stuff. And therefore, you're seeing things like LinkedIn shares, because that way I can then say, look, this is not representative of the company brand and the corporate brand. And so nothing to do with that. This is my personal representation and my personal ideas. It's a compromise you have to make, because if you want to do personal branding and corporate branding on your same profile, be able to do anyways. It's just that until now, there's no way to be able to really have a clear, fine line between corporate and social and personal, right. rather. And this is what I'm doing. So it's coming. It's coming. coming. It's, 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 it's a lot of pain. I'm doing a lot of things because in the corporate world, I don't have to show my face. I'm never heard. Mm. I'm the, I'm, I'm, you see all my posts. You see all the senior leader teams, all the posts are written by me. It's just shared in between internally and then it's pushed outwards. It's all me. Me, 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 me. But then I don't have to put my face behind it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I have to put my face behind it, which was so painful, which is why I pushed myself to do this, um, this, this video thing, even though I hate video. <laughs> really? Why is that, though? Why is that? It's kind of interesting. Um, I'm, I'm because I'm the other way. I hate writing. I'm useless at writing. But I'm, I love talking. And, you know, I look okay on camera. So <laughs> I went video. I love talking, too, but I don't look okay on the camera. Because oh, I don't f- like the, I mean, fine. God damn it. You're I know, right. I know, I know. But, <laughs> you know, it's just I never had to show my face. I'm always a marketing guy. Sure, behind. sure, yeah. And I have to put my face behind. I was like, okay, you're going to do it all the way out. So even my the little logo on the, on the personal branding is my face, but with the emo- emojicon. So like, it's my face plus it everywhere i mean it's the best way to get over something if you're afraid of something (laughs) right yeah okay well it's interesting because like my company mac junkie um Mm. been doing i mean i've been doing mac junkie as a company for 14 years and for the past three years i was like you know i go to my personal brand i go back to mac junkie i go in and i was going backwards and forwards and obviously you know that's not a good thing right 
So nothing was happening um, for obvious reasons. But I had I have 6,000 clients, so people were always... I didn't need new clients because old clients were coming to me. So doing that crisscross was annoying for me and new users, but I still had clients, so it wasn't a huge deal, right? So, but it's still something that you shouldn't do. <laughs> um, as soon as I went, okay, listen, it's got to be a hard switch to personal brand. And I did this in Why? the past few months. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the reason I like it because I never wanted to scale. I never wanted to sell. I never wanted to do any of that. So that's the first step you've got to understand for yourself. Yes. Um, and, I, and I've always been like that. I had companies in the past, and it's just me, basically. Um, although one company had seven people working for me, and I hated every minute of it. I really hated it. Um, so when I moved to Amsterdam, I was like, let me start it again. Mac Junkie, new name, blah, blah, blah. And it worked. It was great. But nowadays, people like to deal with people, not necessarily companies, and depending on what you're trying to look for. And I found in the past few years specifically, personal branding is a big thing, especially with social media and stuff. But you've got to do it right. You've got to do it kind of right. And so it was annoying for me to kill my baby, <laughs> right? Uh, in a way, but then the name Mac Junkie is stuck because I am the Mac Junkie. The company wasn't the Mac Junkie. I was Mac Junkie. So I still use that name now and again when I'm working with Mac clients, if they say, uh, okay. you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm the Mac Junkie. What do you want? You know, uh, kind of thing. But the fact that I moved over to the personal brand has helped me in the sense that I can do anything I want. I can do this. This has nothing to do with Apple, nothing to do with Mac, nothing to do with anything other than tech. Two guys talking over a beer. Unfortunately, I don't have one. But, you know, just... I wine somewhere. Yeah, I have something somewhere. So, um, and the fact that I can do this kind of stuff and people benefit from it, it's, it's amazing. And that's a personal brand. Now, could I have a personal brand next to my Mac Junkie brand? Absolutely, you can. You can. Do it. It is possible. But then you're kind of diluting what you're trying to explain and say. So I'd rather be known as the guy who is the Mac Junkie rather than the guy that works for Mac Junkie. Right? Mm. That's, my, well done, thought. Well done. Well That's done. My, th my thought process. And, you know, moving over to the company brand, I can wear hats like this. It doesn't matter, right? I can shave my head. I can do whatever because... The work is important, and I have plenty of uh, reviews and stuff. People see my work, uh, and I'm constantly getting work. So that's not too much of a problem. It depends on who your target market is. I'm not going to do this if I'm talking to a suit, obviously. Um, exactly. But um, but yeah, the personal brand thing was a hard move, but I'm glad I made it. <laughs> How painful was it for you? The only pain was I didn't want to kill Mac Junkie. That was the only pain. You just retired for the moment. You don't have to kill it necessarily. No, of course, of course. Um, but that was the only pain. There wasn't a pain in the sense of moving. It, I, I was, I'm doing kind of the same thing. It's, in fact, opened new doors. I've had more conversations like this because open. people yeah. don't see me as the Mac guy. 
they don't see me as the Mac junkie. They see me as me who is the Mac junkie, you know, like I said. So that's kind of different. Um, I had to change all my LinkedIn and everything. Um, that was funny. <laughs> I can imagine. That was interesting. Um, but no, th there wasn't really pain. I can't, I can't think of anything. I think you see no pain in it because of the fact that you actually find a relief that now you just have to be your own brand and you just have to be yourself. Yeah, you could be right. You could be you right. You don't have to play two roles anymore. You don't have to be, when do I put on my McJunkie hat? When do I put on my me hat? Yeah. And how much of me is me and how much of McJunkie is me and True. how much of me is McJunkie. So it's less confusing. I can see why it's more of a relief for you. And that's why it's physically manifesting in the fact that you're actually wearing a, a beanie in a call because you don't care because you are you. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is like, I've always been like this, even with Mac Junkie. Um, it's always been me. So I guess that's kind of helped. Like you said, it's kind of helped me move because I don't have to think about it. So that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. But how about you, though? What did, was it difficult for you to show your face, which you, what you were saying? Um, yes. Really? Interesting. Because I make a lot of switches in my life. So I started very young in my first job um, at officially 18, unofficially 14. Um, I worked my way out through university. And um, what I did learn was that you can either work for people, fixed salary, or you set up your own company. Right. And set your own salary. Right. Um, so at 16, I started dabbling into my own companies and stuff like that. The first company I had was selling lease lines. That was, I'm that old. I'm that old and um, domain names in the, in the days. Um, and then before I came to, to Zurich itself, I was actually, the last company I was running that was pretty successful was actually a fitness company. So we were one of the first fitness provider that won a tender and we provide all the schools with fitness programs that's actually happening in the gym, gym right. level stuff, but brought into the school. So it's no longer just football, basketball, and tennis and, and stuff like that. It's real, real fitness stuff. Um, and then I came here and I had to start from scratch all over again. Right. So I've always represented myself because I've always done my own businesses and stuff like this. I've, I've gone and pushed sales, I've gone and pushed marketing and stuff. But um, to when I came over to Zurich, I made it very clear I want to join a big company because I'm tired of my partners complaining like, you know, you're never working. You're never not working. You're always, <laughs> you always, you know how that goes. I'm yeah, sure yeah, you know I do. how that goes. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're never on holidays. You're always in your phone. And, and right. Like, oh, so I joined, um, so I remarketed, I rebranded myself. I, I learned, re retrained myself all over again in 2018. Started off my first marketing job um, in, as, a, as an intern in a med tech firm. Um, was given six months to prove myself at about 30 plus on an intern right. pay, a real intern pay. Wow. <laughs> um, got a contract out of it, um, pushed the entire company onto LinkedIn with a B2B uh, social selling strategy and stuff like that. Shortly after that, got into a very big institution where I'm in and um, doing global social media specialist, um, finding out clients where they are, how to use LinkedIn campaigns to really target the clients and stuff like that, um, which is amazing. I mean, when you have a budget that day, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. So from startup, because in, in a startup world, you must understand, you have to beg for budget. Marketing yeah. budget is the last thing you get. You beg for it. You present to venture capitalists and stuff. And this one's like, you come in and like, no, yeah, look, this is the match. I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Did you like put in two more zeros? Like, I mean, like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so it's a big difference. But um, with big budget comes big responsibility. So yes. Like, cuttings that you have to learn. So I managed to cut um, our cost per lead by 68%. Wow. Yes. That's so pretty big. Um, that's a massive margin. That's, that's a power of LinkedIn. Yeah, it's, you know, LinkedIn, I mean, I have like a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. We all <laughs> do. If you see. Oh, man, th th there's so much crap on LinkedIn. Now, and I tell you what the problem I think it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good thing and it's a double-edged sword. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing at the same time. The good thing is, it's great I see this extra content. However, the bad thing is I see everything. Like if you like, so if you like something, I have to see it. That's annoying. If, if you comment on something, I have to see it. Well, with the creator mode, you don't have to see that anymore. You only see the major post that the person right. posts and um, very little much of the engagement. Maybe the comment or two, but not the liking and not the stuff. I got, I've got to check this out properly and set it up because one of the posts that you put in, I was like, yeah, of course. Of course you can do that. These kind of like, you just brought it back into my mind, which is the hashtags, follow a hashtag. Um, such a simple thing. And we know this because um, pretty much, I mean, Twitter does it and stuff. So I was like, yeah, of course LinkedIn does it. So um, because I... I Pretty much, I've started to for the past couple of weeks, you know, hashtag tech minimalism, which kind of interesting. Um, but it's only me posting on it, which is kind of cool <laughs> in a way. But there's a so the whole point of it. You want to have, you want to have, um, um, you want to establish thought leadership in it first. Right, exactly. So like the last med tech company I did, um, this, so there's three kind of hashtags. Not that I'm a hashtag expert. It's just that I've read this article because I have to prove this proof of concept of this idea right. I have in my head of how you take a long form content to bring it down to multiple yeah. pieces so you don't have to do so much work. Right. Um, it's this concept that I have and I want to prove it. So I'm knocking my head around and trying to see where, what doesn't work and what work. And hashtag is one of the main thing, one of the main thing about it because being with the big companies, you get to have a customer success manager yeah. from LinkedIn itself. Of course. And one of the things I've learned and picked up very quickly was that Hashtag is going to be bigger in the future because that's the way they're going to catalog every single piece of their content. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, 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 yeah. Word from LinkedIn. But we know what word from LinkedIn is like, you know, we can say this today. We don't talk about something, it. Again it for might change. Years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we see something else altogether. So, but it does make sense because how hashtags came about was the fact that it was used to categorizing catalog stuff. Right. That's how it came about. So it makes sense that. Um, it's going to get bigger, and actually, you are seeing more things now in, in hashtags and stuff like that. You see hashtags and comment, comments, which I think yeah. are the first few ones to actually do it because people are like it's not searchable. Why are you putting it in there? Yeah, and then now it's coming true. out. So, so, it's, so it's all coming together. But the main thing is, I'm touching on a lot of topics that's like, duh, we know that. Yeah, like, why yeah. are you bothering? Why are you bothering saying that? Because um, the whole point of LinkedIn SAP is that. I want to take people with me on this journey of starting up from nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a digital marketer. I could do all of this overnight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it step by step, and I'm going to show it along every single step of the way. 
I mean, not the secret sauce, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the major part of it, it's enough for you to actually sell your own company, sell your own presence, sell your own corporate page and your own corporate presence and even start posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is this something is, that everybody should be able to do. It's really interesting that there's a lot of people, I mean, I mean, I'm still amazed at things that people don't know, but that's the whole point of experts like you and I who actually do know and they can help people because even in my field doing what i've been doing for the past 30 years people still asking me about how do you empty the trash bin on your computer no joke uh, okay it's i don't though. get that no it's not automatic not not really unless you, you set, it up. set it up yeah you, you can set, set it up, it up. 90 yeah, days and it's gone if, yeah. if they don't know how to empty it do you think they know how to set it up <laughs> so the point my point being we all know something that the next person doesn't. And no, exactly. and I've always said that no question is a stupid question unless you ask me three times. <laughs> good one. I like that. That's what That's it is always. Very, very no one. question is a stupid question unless you ask me three times. Because now it's like, come on, dude, seriously, you know. Um, and I use that line a lot for, with my clients. I get annoyed with my clients sometimes. But again, I'm human, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it's interesting, like, as you said, it's up to us to, yeah, which is what I'm trying to do with this kind of new thing, is to pay it forward. I don't get paid until someone hires me. I don't charge for my content. I don't make money on it. I don't ask for donation, nothing. I don't have an email list that I sell to. Um, I've moved it over to Hay, and now I've got quite a few people on Hay signed up, which is really interesting. So I just wanted to go down this route because I'm, that's who I am. Um, but what you were talking about on um, just a minute, moment ago, actually, about um, making, one, uh, making one piece of content and then chopping it up, and move, this is the whole point. This is exactly like I make daily videos, as you know. And I love making daily videos. I really do. Because from the time I get the idea to the time it's published, it's 30 minutes. From the idea to the recording to everything to publishing. It's 30, 35 minutes. That's it. Because I have the workflow to be able to do it. Very simple, very easy. I can sit here and do it. But that wasn't enough for me. I'm like, how can I make this simpler? <laughs> And this is where I've come up with the idea of what I want to do next. Um, so as long as you can repurpose your uh, content, which is the main thing, which is something that I haven't been doing because I make videos every day, do I need to repurpose it? Well, then this is where Descript comes in. This is why I wanted to talk to you as well, because you, I had questions about it. So with Descript, I can make this thing. I'm like, dude, this is so freaking easy. That's repurposing simply put it up there um so yeah that's one way um mm -hmm. the other way i want to do it because everyone's been asking and saying your content i really like it but it's too short <laughs> you know so i'm like listen i have all these conversations all the freaking time with loads of people i have another one later on today with somebody who wanted to talk to me from Clubhouse, actually. And I'm like, why don't I just record? Now, I have been recording these in the past, but actually you're, you are the first in this setting. I've got to be honest. Um, 
it's not a test. I've done this before, but just in this setting. And so I thought, you know what? Let me try to do it a different way. How about making one video a day? Conversation, not a podcast, yeah. not a video, yeah. a conversation. And then repurposing it throughout the week. Do you have a system yet? A system in the sense of which? Of what? So I'm developing what I call a 1357. Okay, that I, that's not something I do, but I mean, like a system, no. Yeah, so, I mean, you do workflows. There's nothing but system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, <laughs> but that's, I mean, in the way of, the, for the content, like, no. <laughs> so, I believe that, so this is how I do my filming. I, I take 10 minutes of me blabbering on and on in front of two cameras, one in the front, one right. on the side. Um, and I play with that for the whole month. Because Why? Come up with, Why? Why? Okay, go, go, sorry. <laughs> because it's time-saving and it gives me all the things I want to push out and my message is clear and my message is there. Um, no, no, the, the is, reason, the re sorry, just to stop you, the ahead. reason why is why multi-cameras? Forget what you're doing, but why? Because people get bored. The problem with head video, um, talking head video, and this is um, shed on by the YouTube, the top YouTube um, Consultant was interviewed on cross um, social. Yeah, um, I, uh, I think uh, Robert Blake, Roberto Blake, I think, or something. Yeah. Him. It's a girl. It's a girl. I remember it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. Part. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, and she said, but she made it very clear. People get bored. Mm. Imagine this is the first few times you're doing it. Fine, you get it. But then imagine it's a whole year of this, mm. you and your bobbing head in front of a camera and nothing else. You don't move, and the background doesn't change. You get really bored really fast. After a while, you just, you just stop looking at it. And this is, this is where it starts. Yeah. You stop looking at it, you only hear it, and then you stop hearing it, and you're just running in the background like, why, why, am, I, why am I doing this again? Oh, why am this? I watching it? Yeah. That, that's interesting. And I had, an, I, I had that kind of thought. It's like, well, my videos are exactly the same. They start, okay. started off color and stuff, but now they're black and white. But the thing is, they're only like two or three minutes. But I, each video I make a podcast out of. And a lot of people listen to the podcast than the video. Fine, that's okay. But I like making videos, so I'm just going to make videos, right? Do you want a million-dollar idea here? Go on in. Let me hear that. This is, this is yours. Um, take it. <laughs> just remember to pay it forward. One day, this is my message here, one day someone's going to come to you with a business idea that's going to help change the world or make a difference, make a difference in people's life. But you know he or she doesn't have resources to a mentor or a coach. Yes. you would step in and share what you can. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So this is a million dollar product for you. Take these little clips from every day, put it together into one digital art piece, put an NFT on it, and put it. I missed the last one. Put an NFT on it? Put an NFT on it and put it out in the market. The last piece of yeah. NFT art that was being sold was a man who did who promises 5,000 daily photos of himself doing something yeah you know this nft thing i have been following it um i stopped i exactly right i've been following it and i don't get it yet get it in the sense of your own okay here's the here's the thought process we're going to go back to what we were talking about but here's the thought process with nfts NFTs were created by 
people who love the internet, who are soft hackers, let's just, you know, uh, internet people, tech guys, et cetera, et cetera. Security These conscious are, people. Right. There you go. These are the same people that hated DRM. Yeah. But NFT is a form of DRM. But available to the world. Yeah, but no, yes, but that's still not the point. The, 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 the principle of the idea of DRM is exactly the same as what NFT is. I'm going to put this token on this piece of physical art. Or non-physical. Or non-physical, but physical art, for instance, right? Or non-physical. But even if it's non-physical, you can still copy it like an MP3. So... Why is someone paying for the non the non physical ego? Yeah, of course, ego. I get that. I do completely understand that. And that the money that's going around at the moment is money that's been made through cryptos who had it since two thousand and three or whatever it was. Right? That's the only money that's floating around. It's not real money, meaning it's not money that we've made or they've made now you get it's it why? just i just don't understand i'm i'm probably completely wrong but i'm trying to get my head around why nfts should cost so much and i have one idea because right now it's costing so much because people they want people to get into it they want people to understand it and and i and i get that but when it all dies down and when the bubble fizzles, not bursts, but when it fizzles, because these guys who are paying 20 million, 30 million, whatever it is, they're not really losing 30 million. They just, it wasn't theirs in the begin with because it yes. was, right? So it's not worth anything. So if you're buying an NFT for a grand or two grand, then it makes sense, right? three grand, 10 grand, maybe above that, it's got to be something special. Now this, this goes back to the Wu-Tang album when they created a Wu-Tang album years ago. Um, and they uh -huh. sold it to one guy and that guy, they don't even have the reels or copies of it. They sold the album to this one guy for a couple of million or something. That's the original NFT. That's how NFT should work. That makes sense. But it's if it's a physical a, exchange, yeah, okay. it's a physical exchange. But if it because it's like artwork, I'm making artwork, I'm making a piece of art, I'm selling it to you, you give me X. That's the original NFT. That's the, the Gauguins and the, you know, etc. But this whole new digital NFT thing, I, I'm not buying it right now. I might again, I might be wrong, but I'm not buying it. But going back to these videos, um, I've already been approached by someone who I am working, I'm waiting for him to give the full go ahead. He said, I like the videos. I like the way you're doing them. Can you produce our videos? And I've known him for a long time. I used to work at the same place as him and he's now a CEO of, um, a tech company and they've got a new product and they want videos for the new product. And he said, I like the way you do the videos. Can you come and do it? And I'm like, dude, seriously. And I could talk to him normally. And he's like, yeah, no, seriously, I really like it. And I think so I gave him a couple of ideas and he goes, brilliant, let's do it. Let's go for it. So that helped because of the personal brand. 
in a way. People buy from people. There you go. There you go. That's the reason. Absolutely. That's the one thing we see, and we see people struggling on LinkedIn itself because for a very long time we always st- we have always stand behind brands, especially in Asia itself. It's always, "Hi, I am X Y Z from yeah. this company, from yeah. that company." Yeah. Uh, even when you present yourself, "I'm from this company. My name is," yeah. So it shows you the hierarchy and stuff like that. These days, even just listen to the way you talk. So the way people talk, the words they use. It's very very interesting for me because it means a lot to me. The words, your choice of words, indicates to me your intention because it's brought on by your consciousness. Mm. So it's amazing. So the way you spoke about your personal brand just now was the fact that it's me. This is me, yeah. and I'm. I want to be. I want to be known as the guy that was Mac Junkie once. Yeah. So you really, you really have this separation there, detachment from from you and and the the corporate brand itself, and that's a very big thing because you were always a corporate guy for the matter, and then now you even even you are tearing it apart and pulling yourself away from it. <laughs> there must be a reason for that. There must be a reason for that. That there is a reason, and I'll tell you offline. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you now. To be honest, the clients were annoying me. Pure and simple. The type of clientele I was getting. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. The type of clientele. Uh, You're calling out it, the wrong people. Right. It was. It was just getting to a stage where, like, you know, I'm 52 now. I don't need this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore. I want to slow down. I want to, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, the whole tech minimalism thing and stuff. I've talked about this many times, but it's. It. I've always been that. Even under Mac Junkie, even before Mac Junkie, I've always been the simple guy, um, keeping things as simple as possible because I don't see the reason for you know. And that spilled over to Mac Junkie, and the, Mac, the website I have now is not that dissimilar. I've just moved things around to what Mac Junkie was for the past ten years, nine years, or whatever. The website's been the same. Things have moved, moved, and whatever. But and I've tried different websites. And I'm like, nah, let's go back because I, I wanted the simplicity part of it. So everyone knows me of that. My work ethics for tech minimalism is exactly who I am. So nothing has changed. Just the name has changed. And, and the kind of the product has changed, obviously. But I still do the Mac that, stuff because I love doing it. That you know, brings in I, different clients for you. Brings in completely different clients, completely different clients. And, I, and you know, I, I love it. Um, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because I love all my clients. As I said, with Mac, Mac Junkie for the past uh, fourteen years, I had around about six thousand clients, and they're repeat clients. They do come back and they call me now and again, and it's more. You're a one man show. Just me. How? Do you even sleep? This is the interesting thing. I only work three or four hours a day. <laughs> I try not to do more than that. I don't. And I've always said, even in the Mac Junkie day, like for, Mac Junkie started because of a necessity for me. I couldn't find a job. I didn't know the language. I had a company back in the UK with seven people. When I came here, I didn't want to do it again. Started the company and said, uh, I started it because I needed the money. I just had nothing. I was like, if when I start it, I'm going to be just on my own. Um, because I didn't want the headache of worrying for other people, etc. you know. 
And uh, so I started it. First month was good. Second month was freaking awesome. And it stayed like that for years. So I started in 2007. Um, and I was bringing in seven, uh, six figures. So that, glad you didn't say that in the rooms because I would, I would never just, I would never have connected with you. No, but like, it's like, yeah, I hate that thing like seven figures man and eight figures. I mean, what the, who the fuck are you? I hate that. I really hate that. But we're having a conversation about this and like how well it went because that first month I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? What's going on? I couldn't believe it because the, back then Holland even Amsterdam had more Apple people than the whole of Europe put together. Really? I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, this ain't going to work. This just simply is not going to work. It's like, well, this is the only thing I know. Let's try it. So I had my iBook back then, my white iBook. Yeah. I broke it in three different places, software-wise and hardware-wise. I opened it, took it to three different shops with the last money I had. And I said... Can you fix it? And some of them said, buy a new computer. Some of them said, no. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me start the company. First month, I would say first month, but it was kind of the second month because first month you're testing things out. I was like, dude, this is 15 grand in one month. What the hell? I couldn't believe it. And that's how Mac Junkie started. And that's what Mac Junkie okay. is. So, um, and that wow. ran for quite a long time. And then, you know, then I got known for something like the repair guy rather than the consultant guy. But I didn't wow. mind because I loved it. I loved, I loved doing it. And I kind of miss it in a way. But you can't fix these things anymore. So, and I wanted to do something else. And I thought, well, what can I do? Well, my work ethic is simplify everything. Seeing these 6,000 clients or whatever, I'm like, none of them have an idea of where their email is and what DNS is and what they don't know how to, they just want it to work. So my tech um, thing has always been to make the user experience really good for the client, the user, um, the way they connect with me, the way they connect with their computer. And it's always been there, always been there um, to make things easy for a client. You clicked on a link and ended up here, right? I wanted everything, so every tool I use, every way I work, I'm doing it obviously for myself, but how easy is it for the client? How easy is it for the next person? And I thought, you know, this could work. <laughs> Hence tech minimalism, and that's um, how it came about. This would definitely work. Um, and a lot of people might not know this, but this is actually been brought into all parts of design. Right. In all the weirdest places you can imagine. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. I can give you a very good example, which is, I think it's this company called um, Way, Wayfinder or Pathfinder. I think it's Wayfinder. Wayfinder, uh, okay. In Singapore, I think. Uh, not, there was not a Singapore company. It's somewhere out, outside of Singapore. But they designed, they, they contributed to the design of the Singapore Changi Airport. Wow, OK. And this is why if you go to the Singapore Chinese airport, if you see a blue color sign of any sorts, you know it's going to lead you to the authorities. If you see a right. yellow sign of any sorts or yellow color labels or yellow color wall or floor, lines on the floor, you know it's going to lead you to the bathroom. Right, right. Um, and this is done in such a clear way, you don't even realize it. And you only yeah. realize, I only realize it because I know the company. I know my, I had my, my partner working in there. And I only right. realize it when 
I stepped out onto the car park and I was in the wrong floor, of course. And then I realized that only when I look at the floor because I was on my phone, it's like, wait, this line's not the right color. I'm on the wrong floor. <laughs> I'm like, I did not even look up to see which floor I was on or which door I came right. out of. I just looked at the lines on the floor. I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. I need to get out of here. It's like a subconscious thing, isn't it? That That's the thing <laughs> I like. I love that. I, I love the idea of visual representation of what it is. So you're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. I know. I mean, that, that's, exactly. basically, that's, that's basically the thing. I mean, my thing is stop fighting with your tech. If you're fighting with your tech, you're using it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing something wrong. Exactly. And, and that's this the is why Clubhouse is creating such a big difference. So mm. I, I always say it's a, it might be a bubble, but it's going to be a bubble that made a difference. I'm not, I'm not trying to suck up my way in there, but... Um, no, I look. mean, I do, I do like the idea of Clubhouse. And to be honest, if they took that one feature out, I would use it. Now, the funny thing is Twitter Spaces, whatever it's called, tweets, well, I don't know what it's called. They're coming out with that. And they tweeted something yesterday, said um, something about, would you want to know which room? And I'm like, no, that's why I left Clubhouse. Please don't put it in there. Because you don't want, I mean, what, who cares? If you want to share it, you know. So, but Clubhouse, the thing is, the idea, I think, is great. When I first <laughs> tried it, I was like, this is just talk radio. That's a crap version of talk radio. That's tr truly what I thought. It is. When I started using it and going into the right rooms and how getting the right, getting in the right conversations, yes. makes sense. But it's like with any social media. I hated Twitter because there was too much crap. Like you yeah. said earlier with LinkedIn, you follow the right people, you follow the right tags the company whatever the algorithm will then become your friend complete makes sense with any so clubhouse after a while i'm like oh this makes sense now i i get it but it's just unfortunate of that one thing let me Isn't share it? with you my personal idea of security and information go for it yes i'm a marketer i need the information my job Depends on that. Without that, I have nothing. I have no one to sell to. I have no one that can say, like, these are our users. I don't have that, and, and I need that. And let me tell you, in my perspective, why I think it's good. So this is me. I do not believe in paying. This sounds wrong. Let me try it again. <laughs> Reword. Reword. <laughs> Forgot okay. this is recorded. So I believe in paying what is fair. OK, that's fair enough. OK. So let me give you an example. I could buy from the official hardware store, all the things that I need for all the tinkering stuff like that, you know, hardware stuff. Yep. I could get any time, any place. I could have it delivered to my place on a pallet, which I did before, because I ordered certain stuff. Um, or I could pay 60% only, but I have to curate it over the next one year at Lidl and Aldi. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I completely, you know, but carry on. Sorry. Now, likewise, I want to buy a pair of, I don't know, Christian Louboutins or guys or something like that. I don't know. Actually, no, they don't do, they don't do discounts. Let's do I want, a pair, I want to buy a new pair of Nikes. All right? I could go online and buy it. I could go into the shops and buy it. Or I could go into WhatsApp and type it. I could go into Facebook and do a search for it. Go into Instagram and look for it. And let it float around for a couple of days. And then 
Um, if it doesn't work, go into my Google Mail, Gmail, and then just type it in the search there, and you know. Um, and you see the ads comes true. The ads come true everywhere. Yeah. Every and time. I did test yeah, before. That's true. No, that's true. I search for things I shouldn't be searching, and it comes. Up, I'm like, oh, where is this showing now? What the hell? Um, right. And and um, and and then I wait. You know, you wait a couple of days, and then it just you know it floats some more, and then the discounts get better and better, and then you click and you bounce out immediately. The first time you click on it, you bounce out in, within 30 seconds. With a couple of days, you bounce out within 60 seconds. With a couple of days, scroll to the item that you want. This is a real life hack you're, you're giving us as well. This is and cool. Get out again. And then you would see you, get, you start getting emails or you start getting ads in your email saying like 20% off Adidas shoes or Nike yeah. shoes and stuff like that. Certain shops only and stuff like that. Uh, look at it, click on it, go in. Put it in your cart and get out of the webpage again. <laughs> Before you know it, you're going to get a voucher or you're going to get like a 10, 10 20, 30 francs um, 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 voucher for you to get the shoe. And then go get it. It's, it's, it's like the. Same the thing. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's like the old school. Okay, well, I, I can counter that. I don't like that idea. I really don't. I understand why it's there and I understand. I, obviously, I understand all of that. I don't like the idea because it's all to do with information. Um, if I knew 100% that that information isn't being used for anything else, maybe. But this is not quite true because they use that to make an avatar as to sell you other stuff. Yeah. That's the whole point of social media. Okay, fine. But who's gaining from that? I'm not really gaining from it. Am I use it. Is it? Well, okay. That's the thing. Am I, as the consumer, am I gaining by them giving me other, inf other things that I may want? Well, maybe if that's one way of looking at it. But the other way I look at it is that I'm giving away information that they can use against me in air quotes somehow. Why do you say against? Because like this whole big tech thing that we're going through right now. I, I have a big problem with big tech. I don't have a problem with the technology because, and I, I say this thousands of times and I'll say it again, because obviously I've said this before in my videos. The one piece of advice that I've gotten when I was in my early teens was my computer teacher back in the early 80s. And she said to me, and it's always stuck with me. Computers don't go wrong. Humans go wrong. Yeah. Always stuck with me. So whenever someone says to me, oh, this is wrong, I think, no, <laughs> computer isn't going wrong. You created it, right? Or somebody, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. And this is a problem I have. The fact that the algorithm is okay, but the person, someone's created the algorithm. Yes. And in any software that we have, it causes problems. And any the software, user, there, yeah. there are always bugs and whatever. So now, are those bugs with the, with the big tech companies, are they created intentionally? Obviously not, but some things are. Mm. Yes. Against me. This is what I mean by against me. Because bugs are there. They're, they're in everything, right? That's why they do updates. But when it comes to algorithm, al algorithms and the way they're used... I don't trust it when it comes to algorithms and um, 
them using the algorithm for, you know, this whole hate speech thing or whatever we go into, I don't like it. So that information, when I say it's being used against me, okay, I get to know the right Nikes for me, who's got it, fine, great, that's a great idea. But that information can be used against you and often is used against you for these other things. That's my issue. So I'm a proponent of you get what you pay for. Absolutely. If you pay nothing, you know, the age old saying, you're the product, et cetera, et cetera. So most of the things that I use, services that I use, I make sure I pay for them. Meaning if the service is good enough, I pay for it because I know that the information is relatively safe. It's not being used. It's not big tech, etc. So at the beginning, you were saying, do you use this? Do you use that? Do you use Google? I don't because I don't want to. It's not, I mean, I, I'm tr I try to get my friends to stop using it bec because I show them the issues. The problem is it's so ingrained in our yes. society. It's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. So going back to it's my livelihood, it's my, what you were saying, I have an issue with that because before your generation, <laughs> there were newspapers and people yes. put ads out in newspapers. They knew a rough yes. idea of who was buying it. The yes. Financial Times is bought by X. The, the you know, Evening Standards are bought by X, Daily Mail, etc. So you had an idea of where you should put your advert. But you need to know pants size, shoe size, hat size, shirt size. Because this information is being collected. And that's what I have an issue with. I don't, I, I'm not saying that it's wrong in the sense that, oh my God, I'm seeing that advert. I'm yeah. saying it's wrong in the sense that they don't need to know that. It's none of their business to know that information. Let me question you on this. I mean, let me ask you a gentle question. You go into a shoe shop or the shirt shop or whatever you call it, the, 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 the seamstress, and you tell them your size, they note it down, they put in a piece of paper, put in their books, and then when they sell the business to the next person, or the son take over, takes over, and they get information. How is that different from big tech? Way different, way different. You just I'm name it yourself, scale. big tech. Yes. Algorithm, are they use is the, the, that old lady or the man, uh, the, the son using algorithms? Are they selling that information? It's insanely doubtful that they would sell that information. You know why? Because if it was found out, that they were selling that information, they'd be out, out of, they'll be kicked out of town. They'll be- When they sell the business, they sell the, the, the customer's books along with them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're selling a business to another business, right? That's, that's different. That is different. And you gotta kind of admit, half admit at least, that that is different to selling the information to a third party who then uses that information against you. Com two completely different things. I, I understand the point. I understand the idea behind it, but I, I do truly believe they're different things because selling your personal information for gain or selling your personal information for hate or negative effects are completely different to selling or giving your, your books to your son or selling it to the next proprietor of that business. True. I agree with you on that a hundred percent. Um, and this is what I advocate. I advocate 
the new generation, sorry, not new, sorry, that sounded so wrong, sorry. <laughs> this is what the new generation has to get used to. And that is that we have a set of data that is open. And that's, yeah. this is the life. As long as you step out of your house, like in all this, whatever you say at home is fine. No one will fault you on it. You can scream at your wife or your husband or whatever you want. It's fine. You step out of the house, none of that comes out. You don't repeat those words again. All right, so this is data that's at home and this is data that's outside. Right. Same with this generation of people. This is data that you have to give up because um, you, you just no longer own it. If you want to live a life, a normal life, where you have the, the, the facility of actually buying food when there's COVID and not <laughs> yeah. go to the shops. Yeah, yeah. You have to give up the data. <clears throat> now, can you hold yourself responsible for some idiots who do stupid things out of it? No. No, absolutely. Were you, with you withholding your data help prevent that in the future? If there is enough of a critical mess behind you. I have a problem with what you're saying though. Why? Because you're basically saying the same thing as what a lot of people say. I use Facebook. I have nothing to hide. I'll keep using Facebook. That to me is the same kind of argument. No, I think. No, 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 but, I, but I agree I with you. you you are the one person that, this is where I asked the questions in the beginning, like you don't mm. use Google. You didn't use this, did you use this, 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 and this, and this. Because, and I was very surprised, you caught me off guard because you're the one of the first oh, really? <laughs> five people that actually follows through what you say. Yeah. Because normally I can catch them at the second or third one, like, oh, I don't believe in giving up my data, I turn off WhatsApp, I log out of it, then moment, but mm. you're still using it. So what's the, what's the, what's the thing again? Yeah. And then you use like the eat Hotmail and you, uh, so what's your problem? Like, you don't, yeah, there's no yeah. follow through. You do. And so I'm like, okay, shit. I'm, I'm caught. Like, damn it. This is one, this is one, this is yeah. one that really follows through. And that's fine. And if you believe your data is that important to you, you have the 100% right to keep it because you should be in charge of your own data. Again, it's more to do with it's none of their business. I mean, Jason Fried actually just wrote an article about it. You obviously read it. And um, it's, again, you know, I, like, I use Hey. And one of the main reasons I use Hey was the blocking of the pixels. One of the main reasons. There was other reasons. Right. Yes, you can do that with other apps, but then they don't work nowhere near like that one does. Okay, so I use it. And I like Basecamp, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But okay. so I even, I mean, I send emails out. When I had my email list and I send them out, I'm like, why the fuck are these people not looking at my emails? But obviously some people are, privacy conscious and they don't just like me so that I get it so I understand from a marketing point of view how that data is quite important however for years I've been looking at numbers I actually wrote about this I think I've been looking at numbers how who's going on my website where are they coming from etc etc and that's great do I do any do personally forget big tech do I do anything with that stuff actually no I never did so why am I collecting it I don't know so my only <laughs> Right. So my, yeah, but that's me. That's not big tech. We know big tech uses it for other means. And that's the problem uh, I have with me, it. Uh, let, me, let, me try, let me tell you, I'm working in a big company. The amount of data that these big companies collect. It's ridiculous. You think, that, you think they would do something about it, huh? You think They're not going to do anything with it because that's where the money is. It's not that. It's just that, yes, that group, like, um, what's that company called? Um, Cambridge Analytics or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did something about it. Yes, 
um, number 45 and his campaign, they did something about the data. Yes. But the, big, the bigger company. that's nothing. Google, like I know some directors in Google and can tell you like, they wouldn't touch it for their, for their own life because, no. when, because it always comes out. It always does and it's not worth putting your brand behind it. Especially yeah, but when they're but they're already doing it. They're already doing it, and people feel uncomfortable. I think it's more a case of they don't they don't like as you said, like you said, going back to it's my house and I can do whatever I want. Yes. Well, you're putting Alexa everywhere, and you're talking to but Siri. You put Alexa everywhere. That's no, you. I don't. If, I mean, I mean yes, the person who does. But are you told that that information is being used again? against you when yeah, you, you buy read. the product sorry you read the you read the okay you, you you read yes you do you do read the agreement before you sign it or at least you have a copy sent to you and you sign it first and you read it after do you that sign do you do you sign do you read everything before you say okay i want to use this computer in the beginning i did and then i don't have enough time so now i always send a copy to myself and i read it after that because because I need to use the service anyways. There is no way I could get on with life without that service. So okay, do anyway. that's different. But, but, but keep yourself in, informed because then yes, I have absolutely. many contracts, all my phone contracts, <laughs> I, read through, I read through it and I'm like, like for example, let me take an example of Salt, the new um, service provider for my phone. We do not sell contracts. I'm like, okay, so what do I have? Um, we have a 12 months, um, um, Installment plan. <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm sorry, what? It's just, yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's thing. like the Muslim banking saying we don't have interest. We have what? Um, what? I think. I was like, what are you talking about? You don't make sense. It's not a contract. It's really not a contract. It's twelve months installment plan. I'm like, it's crazy. Uh, okay. Whatever. They're just playing. It. I mean, nowadays they're just playing with words, and that's the thing. They're trying to catch you off guard. No one reads that stuff. That's what I'm getting. You to. You have to. You yeah, of course to. you have to. Everyone has to, but no one does. No one does. So, you know, you have friends. I have friends with Android. I would never touch an Android phone. Have people with an Android phone. And I'm not saying Apple is the best, but it's way better, right? I, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's completely different. And they're two different kind of beasts. Apple have really negative things going against them, but I don't believe that part of it is. Basically, not too much. It depends, really. It depends on what apps do you put on it. Right. Do you want to see my phone? You really want to see? There's nothing oh, on God. there. It's literally, I have a one page uh, thing. Do you want to see Please. it? Show you. I actually have like too many pages. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wow. That's my phone. I don't know how you do it. Because you don't need it. This is the whole point of tech minimalism. You don't need it. Of course, I have other apps, but they're not anything. I'm again, I'm privacy conscious. But that's it. Can that's I give my you first one use case. Go for it. I'm telling you why I no longer use my phone in the sense I no longer open it and tap it and go into the certain things. I use um, Siri all the time. Right. Yeah. So I'm ready to give up certain part of my life. I, I know. Right. When I do certain things, I put my phone away. Trust me, I do. Um, let me give you a use case, for example. I talk to my phone more than anything else. I mean, the apartment is quite tiny. My neighbors think I'm, cra I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I talk to my lights. I talk to my, my everything. Yeah. 
I go to my partner's place twice a week because you know we could do this back and forth thing. And um, I'm always late because I want to finish the last thing before I look. I go and and when I go, I need to turn off the lights. I need to um, lock the door. I need to turn off the Wi-Fi. Um, make sure the the um, um, my Wi-Fi is turned off. Um, I need to find the next bus plan, the next the next bus that goes over, and then I need to then be able to. Um, know when to get off because normally my head is still in my in, in work and I'm still doing work on the, on, on the sure. bus. All that and my partner is going like, "Where are you? Why are you not texting me? I don't know what time you're coming here. Am I going to make dinner or not?" And blah blah blah. <laughs> Solved with one command. Right. Great. When I said going to a partner's place, it does all of that I've just said including searching out how long it takes for me to get to my, my partner's place, putting it into a short message saying, hi, love, see you in 32 minutes. Can't wait. Take yeah. care. And then gone. Yeah, you see, this is getting into automation. This is a different conversation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't like automation. I don't do any of that. So going back to Siri, I don't use it at all. I type everything. It saved my life so many times. I mean, I like video. I like talking. I no, but it's n nothing to do with the privacy or anything. I think I think it's annoying, and I just don't do it. I think the only thing I use it for is, hey Siri, remind me to take the beers out of the freezer in one hour. That's probably the only thing that I use Siri for. I don't use it for anything else. Wow. I, I use my phone. <laughs> I use my, it's waterproof, right? So I use my phone in the shower. So if I want to come up with a note, I'll do an audio recording, and that's probably the only automated thing that I do. I don't use shortcuts. I don't, I don't do it. Because, you something better? Well, the reason is I want control. Now, yeah. I told you, I work three to four hours a day. How much more time do I need? Without automation, how do you do that? I only work with three or four clients in at one go. Without automation? Without automation. I don't need automation for, for what I do. I don't need it. I really don't have any automation. I have no Zapier. I did. Don't do it. I don't do it. I No, I have nothing. No automations. Absolutely none. No. Okay, because it is possible. Part. Because it is possible. People make things way more complicated than they are. Now, with your shortcut, sure. for instance, and you're a special case because you've caught me off guard as well, in the sense that you know how to do shortcuts and a lot of people don't. You're a kind of techie as well. What I found was when one part of my automation breaks for some bizarre reason, everything is broken. That's point one. Point two, it's not personal. I don't want to become a robot. That's point two. Second thing, it's not personal. I want to send the message to my loved one. I want to send the message to my loved one. Yeah. How much time is it going to take you to pull out your phone, talk to it, narrate to it and say, love, I'm coming home. I'll be there in X. Seriously, how much time is that going to take? Is that not more, is that not more personal than Nyeh. Try that. Miss the bus every single time. <laughs> okay. And then get that even later <laughs> and go like, I'm there dinner, right? You I'm like, okay. I get it. If you I get it. Me, if you did not call me at that point in time, I would have been here faster. Honestly, but I have no automation. Nothing. I mean, looking at my home screen, I have two, four, six, eight, eleven apps. 
I, you, you, I, I need to learn. I, I want to be the fly on the wall on your wall. <laughs> but knowing this, knowing how minimalist you are, I'm going to be killed in no, in no time. This is, this is the thing. I am not a minimalist. I, I really am not. I, I, I understand the minimalism thing. I think it's more of a religion than, than actually anything. So it was weird for me to use tech minimalism, but minimalism. But yeah, I mean, I don't use any auto. I have, I can't think. No, I don't. I mean, even when, with my videos, for instance, my daily videos, because people ask me, how are you doing it in 30 minutes? Simple, press record, one take, no edits, no edits. Let me the show only you edits, 10 minutes Yeah, top and tail, three minute video, two minute video, four minute video, 10 minute, whatever, it's one take. If I'm, um, uh, I leave it in because again, the brand is me. The brand is you're getting me, the brand is, Everyone's human. The brand is keep everything simple, hence black and white. Mm. And there's a reason for black and white. I'll go I into know, that later. I know. And I'm, I'm so glad you, you, you did that. It. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. I'm so, I'm so glad it's black and white. <laughs> so it's, it's keep everything as simple as possible because you don't need to make it complicated. Um, it, everyone makes everything complicated. The one hate I have in this life is people not doing their jobs properly because the complications and the red tape and everything. That's the reason why. Or oh, you can't walk your dog without a lead. Actually, you can. The law says you can. Why you... Until you see a different dog coming in the direction and hit the dog is on... That's different. That's different. That's yeah. a complete... I have a dog. I know my dog. I know the dog's around this island. If I go off the island, I put him on a lead. I mean, yeah. you know, the thing is, we, we live in an island, for God's sake. You know, um, and you're near, you're near, um, what's the L, the, the town with the L right outside of Amsterdam? No, I'm in Amsterdam. Wow. It's, it's probably, well, it's not You the make that much money, of course. Yeah. No, I don't even go there. <laughs> no, I live, it's a beautiful place, but, um, but yeah, just don't make things complicated. Um, keep it as simple as possible. Make it transformable. Um, I can go to any white wall with a plant and a mic and whatever, black and white. Or, yeah, so, you know, for a long time, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, I called myself lazy. Everyone called myself lazy. I'm uh, like, no, yeah. no I, I, I called myself lazy. I'm like, actually, you know what? I don't, I'm just efficient. <laughs> I just want to find the easiest way i mean i've spent 12 hours 14 hours on one thing to make sure it works i'm not adverse to hard work but i don't want to keep doing that so i will spend yes. 12 hours to make sure it works so then i don't have to do it again now yes, exactly now at the age of 52 i'm like i'm working three hours a day fuck, fuck this you know i don't need to do it However, if a client says, dude, you got to come to my place because this, that and the other, which has happened a few times, I'm there. I'm there for six hours, 10 hours, whatever. It doesn't bother me because I don't see it as work. And yeah. I've said this for years and years, how I see my job and what I do in throughout the years being in tech, people give me shit to play with and then they give me money. That's my that's how I will see it. I don't see it as a job. Hence, I there's like no. Way. I mean, hence, there's no work-life balance. It's just my life. That's just it, should, and it should always be that. Video that I made recently about uh, work should be incidental to your life, not the other way around. I need to get to your level. 
<laughs> I need to get to your level. I'm not quite um, zen, but but yeah. I know, but I you're just, getting there. You know, you're getting I'm there. I'm getting there. Um, I just got a feedback from my partner yesterday saying that, you know, I'm working too much. I'm, I'm on too much things. I'm trying to do too much. And I'm like, yeah, it's a new tool. Clubhouse is a new tool. And um, once I get a hang of it and I know how to automate it, um, I'm done. But I need to spend initial time in the beginning. I mean, the, the main thing is, um, you know, the, the, the best advice I can give you, and I learned this later on in life, um, is to say no. Just like you do with, I don't want to buy that shoe. I don't want to buy that shoe now. I put it in my basket. I don't want to buy it. That's saying no. That's giving you the power. So saying no is a massive superpower, but it's very difficult for a lot of people to do. But once you you master no, and the older you get, you realize, you know what? No, I don't want to do it. It's so much easier when you're older. And I know. But, and I learned that in my mid thirties, I would say, right? So, um, I mean, actually, no, before that, I knew it because I was lazy before that. But but on a professional level, when I was about 35, I was like, you know what? Because when I was younger, I made the money, I lost the money, made the money, lost the money, made the money, lost the money. And then I got to an age, I'm like, wait, I don't want to lose it again. So what can I do? Say no, say no. And, um, and, and you don't say no out of spite or you don't say no, um, in a, in from a negative, from a negative place. You just say no as in, you know, this isn't the project I want to work on. This isn't the time I want to do it. No, I'm not available at that time. And so when people say to me, when are you available? I'm like, no, when are you available? Because I'm always available. I know. I heard, I heard that one, that, um, (laughs) that, that video on that part. I was in a shower, I was listening, but no, oh, yeah. Because I was tempted to do a cal- um, cal- Calendly, Calendly thing. Yeah. Calendly. I was like, wait, wait, why the fuck would I want to give you my, why the fuck want to, sorry, why the hell would I want to give you the control over my timetable? There you go, there you go. Wait, what? I know I can block timing and all, but like, wait, no, 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 no. I tell you. There you go. When we can have a call. There like, you, you go. don't put it in my calendar because like, that's what bosses do. Yes. It's like my exactly. 95. So that's why t- I have to, I have, it's so funny. I have to, I have to share a lot of people in, in the last few weeks that LinkedIn SAP and Sebastian shares has got no monetization strategy behind. Right. It's got every single strategy behind, but there's no monetization, monetization strategy behind. And I, I actually had to jump on calls with people to assure them just so that I can appear in their meetup rooms because they're like, you know, dude, this is my funnel. Right. I'm like, okay. But like, what? I'm not. Uh, do you want me to stop sharing? I will stop sharing. No, no, you share very good stuff. But like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get clients? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just sharing because they don't know something and I know something and I just share. Like, yeah, but you're trying to sell. And I'm like, I don't have, I'm a digital market. I work with a big company, but I don't, you can't, afford, you can't afford our products. Our products is like, it starts from seven and above. We do not take clients below seven and six zeros right. behind. Um, so I'm sharing what I know and what I've learned. And, um, and I have to try, I have to do it like three times this week, and and I was like, oh. and so LinkedIn set doesn't have a monetization strategy, but it does have this strategy of. I was going through a tough time in my life. I was, I was going through. I went through a tough childhood. A lot of people has learned has learned some words of wisdom, helping mm. hand, and got to where I am. Um, 
and I'm the first one in three generations to actually put myself to university. I'm the first one in three generations to put myself out of the country and survive awesome. on my own. Awesome. Thank you. And I couldn't get here without all the people along the way. Yeah. So with Clubhouse came, when Clubhouse came, I think after the first week I got burnt out and I was like, what the hell is this? If I hear one more time, someone sends us and say, and someone's answering a question and goes like, hi, my name is, <clears throat> I have how many million of followers on TikTok and how many million followers on LinkedIn and how many, uh, and I, I have six, seven figures and I'm like, shut up shut and up. answer the freaking question. The question is yeah. how can he or she have a better content strategy? Not what you do and what books you sell. Yeah. Well, I think what they're trying to do is like, this is my, this is my success. So you that should listen to proof. me. No, it's not so, you know, not I know it's proof. stupid. It's really stupid. The problem is the social proof. Sorry. Number 45 is a social proof too. No, you can't say that. No. So, so that made me think like, what am I here for? What was my strategy here and everything? And then it got clearer. Like I was there for a reason and I'm listening to all these people for a reason. You know, when you listen, you just have to listen and you have nothing else. Yes. You hear, I hear, at least I hear what people are saying, what they're not saying. What they're not saying. That's the main no. thing, what they're not ah. saying. This is the thing, like, if you, I mean, this is the whole point of, I, this is why I wanted to create this conversation type thing, because podcasts are boring. Because what they do is, hi, how are you? I'm this, I'm that. And then right at the end, when can people get, where can people get, like, get a hold of you? I mean, seriously, just have a freaking conversation. Be a fly in the but you wall. see, so, conversation is different. It's like it's like Clubhouse. They always say it's, it's, the, it's a platform with no ads. Yeah, that's bullshit. Everybody is an advertiser. Everyone's, Everybody's a walking advertiser. Everyone, I'm like, everyone is. But it's how you advertise. Marketer. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, everyone needs, I mean, I used to sell houses. I used to sell money in bank. I, I know selling. I get it. I know marketing, kind of. Right? Oh, come on. That, I, you know, I'm not a marketeer. I kind of, well, I know what I like. Um, and I can kind of connect the two, right? I do have an issue that I'm trying to fix. Uh, I can sell ice to Eskimos and pencil. I mean, I can do all of that because I used to be sales. But my strategy for getting clients is really just to give my information out there. And if someone says, I can't do this, let me hire this guy. That's basically the idea. And it's working, right? It is working. It's the, that's it. People get to know you, who you are, know what you can do, know what you've done in the past, who you are, you know, who you are, as it were, and then they hire you. But a lot of people are just sell, sell, sell. As you said on Clubhouse, they're like, this is me, seven figures. I do this, I've this, and I've TED Talk. And I'm, I'm like, dude, shut the, f like you said, the question was, what's your shoe size or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, what's going to do with that? But you see, I fall for it. I, I hear that and, and I still fall for it. So by the time I get to speak and share what I want to share to the person's question, I go like, hi, I'm Sebastian. I work for a big company and we have 7,500 people and I'm doing social media for the 200 senior leader team. And actually it's my words behind it. I'm like, wait, wait this has got nothing to do with his shoe size? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, so I've learned. I've learned to be humble. Um, shut the fuck up. Respect the paycheck. So I'm still doing my work as I do. Um, right. But my strategy for Clubhouse and LinkedIn SAP is, first of all, it's then my own personal branding. I can do whatever I want with it because yeah. my face is on it. Exactly. I can do a lot of social tests. So a lot of people don't know this, but 
almost every single one of my posts is a social experiment. Right. <laughs> so well, that's not a bad me. thing. That's not a bad thing. I mean, like, I don't get that much. This is the other thing about engagement, because I hear this a lot, even on Clubhouse. They were talking about my, you know, about videos and should I do videos and I can give you give advice and stuff. And I had done. But then they say, well, I'm not getting any engagement. And I'm like, well, engagement, it depends on what you're trying to do. Like I was yeah. annoyed that I wasn't getting engagement, that people weren't watching my videos in masses because this is great information, et cetera, et cetera. We all do it. But what I've realized in this new business rather than my old business, is that people take that information and it stays in there. And then they contact you three months later or two months later because they like, oh, you know what? That somebody talked about it. Oh, it was the tech minimalist or it was K or it was Mac Junk, whatever. That's when you get the client. So the engagement shouldn't matter. Where it matters, which is where you're coming from, is to get more people to see it, the algorithm to see it and stuff as well. Because that I understand. That's the problem in a way I'm having. But that stuff is getting out well. It's normal. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting that much engagement, no likes and no whatever. But when I speak no, 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 to no, people, no, no. when yeah. I speak to people, they're like, yeah, I watched it and, or I saw it. I, because you, you said the same thing. I, was having a shower, whatever you said, and listen to it. So that when I hear those things, I'm like, dude, I'm the, I'm all right. <laughs> you are, yeah. and this is what I would advocate as a digital marketer. Um, I refuse to believe in vanity metrics. I hate and that, what yeah. I define by vanity metrics is any metrics hmm. is defined by others, right, to measure their um, outcome. And yep. you just take it over without thinking and said, oh, that's how to measure views for videos. And that's successful. That means we should have this much views for our videos too. But dude, we different business. Make... That's right. Our, totally our clients different. are six figures. Your clients are like, like, like two figures. Like yeah. what, you want to have the same views and get like, no. <laughs> no, that, that's not where, yeah, exactly. I mean, vanity metrics. I actually did write a post about it on my hey uh, about, uh, I said, vanity metrics or both <laughs> that was the title of it oh that's a good one um and i actually said like i used to collect and this that and the other but the only metric that i go by is how full my book is how full my calendar yes. is and when i say my calendar because it's never full as in am i working with three clients or four clients you know and if i am then hey my job's done i'm doing well you know that's how i see it and the other way I see it is if I make enough money for the day, the week or the month, I actually stop working. I sit in front of my Xbox or I go walking with my dog and, and I love that. It's like, seriously, I'll get there. Got, I'll get there. <laughs> it's the thing is, it's out of choice, yeah. not necess necessity. There has been famine pieces to, to, to the way I'm working. Absolutely. Especially in the current period. Um, and I'm like, am I doing the right thing? But then I'm, I'd like to think that I'm quite an ethical guy in the sense that I have my, the way I am and the way I work. And I don't want to really cross to the, to the other side, not the dark side, but to the other side. So let's see if we can make it. And it's working, right? The difficulty part for me, um, uh, is the transition between Mac junkie 
the business, the, the Mac side of things, I should say, and what I'm doing now, is that the selling part is different, completely different. Very different. Very different, because the Mac side, how I... Business. No, 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 it's not, not, but not necessarily the business, but the, the selling part of it, the, the, not the marketing, but the sales part of it. The sales part of it was, it was a, a necessity product. That's how I put it. Okay. Mac Junkie was a necessity product because your Mac went wrong, something didn't work, the network went down, etc. The IT part of it, shit, I need to find someone. They call the plumber and the plumber comes in and fixes it. That's the necessity product. The, uh, the other product, and I've changed my mind to this, but this is how I saw it. So the other product is a luxury product because people see it as a luxury. Do I need to spend this much money for this? So my point for the whole content thing that I put out was to be top of mind, to be, by the way, this. So I'm trying to make it into a necessity product for them to realize that it's a necessity product. And it's working. Yes. This to a certain is the degree. secret sauce behind personal branding. Yeah. This is the, the secret sauce behind, and I try to explain to a lot of companies that I'm doing this for, um, this is the essence of social selling. I'm so glad that you, <laughs> you agree with it. Because I was like, am I doing this right? <laughs> not about, look at me, I can do this. Exactly. Look at me, I can do that. It's like, I'm doing this. And yeah. I think you can you can benefit from it. Um, so take it, take it with you. Um, if you need more help on it, I have a service if you want to, but I'm not going to push it in your face. There you go. Social selling goes in such a way that I just do my day job. I just do my day, day job. I just do it. Yeah. The people will come. Yeah. But I've known of certain people that I, I, they have integrated social selling and selling beautifully together. They have a system behind. Um, but I can see, I can, but then you, you can see through people. it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if I see that they, they don't have a mean intention, it's just a business. It's just, it's just, it's just yeah, it's a business. Business yeah. process, you know, put in the business process. Fine, I get it. Some people work better that way, you know? Um, and this guy that I know here who did it, it's amazing. He's got this amazing <laughs> system behind it and, and I can see to it, but I used to give him respects because he used to give content and he used to give help like, like this. He doesn't mm. stop. He has something he gives. Yeah. But he has a system behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's amazing. So so do what you're doing because when you do you. Yeah. No one else can be you. Yes. That's the point. People no can one copy else can you. Be I, you. I, I can copy this video and do it do it on my own side. I can, no problem. I can do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I cannot keep it up. No. Well, this is what this is what I tell people when they say I don't want to make videos. I think you were maybe they you were in the same room. The, the point is everyone can make videos. The reason why people say they don't want to make videos, and this is the reason that I, it took so long for me to start making videos. And if you look at my early videos, oh my God, um, was because <laughs> you watched them, you saw them. <laughs> I, my, this is my job. I stop people online. <laughs> right, right. So the, the reason why I thought, you know what, I'm going to start making videos was a piece of advice. I can't remember who it was. Is they, Someone said, the way you say, sorry, let's start again. Zen. The reason why I want, didn't want to make videos is because everyone is a tech guy. Everyone has that information out there. Everyone talks about the same thing. And I thought, who's going to listen to me? I'm a nobody. I'm no, honestly, because this is how people think, right? 
Because now that I've done it, I'm giving people advice. No, because this is what I heard. The, the way you speak is different to the way you speak, to the different way to the other person speaks. In the way they speak, the way they bring the uh, content out, just anything. It's all completely different. Who does black and white tech videos, for God's sake? No one, because I found a way of doing something slightly different. And people are watching it and they, you know, they benefit from it, etc. So when someone says, I don't want to make videos, it's the first thing I say. This is exactly what I did. Uh, exactly what I said. But the way you tell a story is different to the way your neighbor tells a story. So just tell your story because there'll always be somebody who enjoys the way you tell the story and the way you do things and stuff. And it's so and true. Are your so true. This is your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a a few people, a handful of people, a couple of handfuls of people that are really following and, and actually being tribe like, which is really nice. Mind you, they don't share my stuff. <laughs> but they you know, they I, the, don't the share messages I get online. No. They don't share your stuff online. They don't they will not fit into any of the metrics you you're ever gonna get from any of the tools you're gonna find. No. But you know what? I bet you and this is why I do this is actually one of my posts coming up. If you take this idea, I'm going to find you. I'll, I will hunt you <laughs> down and, and take you. This is live. <laughs> it's okay. Then let's, let this be the post. I can see my time. There you go. If you go to Clubhouse app, you go to anybody that you have connected with, that you're following for a while, you kind of follow for a reason, you know, shared interest or whatever. Do this live six degrees connection thing. Click on a person's face. And right below the face, click on the person who voted them, nominated them in. That's right. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. And do that six times. Six times. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Do that with as many people as you want to. You will have a 98% chance of like, oh, wait, I know someone. I know this person. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's like the three, deg three degrees of separation or something. Three steps of separation. Yeah. Six something degrees like of, yeah. of separation. And I was so shocked. I tested it on myself. I was like, oh, wow. And this is like people from Australia or US, like, and I yeah. did it with my, with my partner's um, profile. I'm like, geez, wow, this is good. See, this is what Clubhouse <laughs> offer you can't find anywhere else. Facebook can, can't let you do that. You cannot trace back, you know, these people no. are spreading by whom and by whom and by whom. So I mean, can you Link imagine LinkedIn? No, you can see, okay, you can Little have, bit. You have a yeah. timeline yeah. of who it's you are. It's not quite on. the same. Yeah. It's not organic. No. So, so this is one thing that's cool about Clubhouse in the sense you can see how it comes about. So if, if you visualize this data, mm. imagine how beautiful that would be. That would be a, 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 like a multi-million dollar artwork. That's quite an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, you're all connected somehow. I mean, it's the whole thing of if you sit in the corner, you see everyone <laughs> you've never known in your life kind of thing. It's kind of the exactly. same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really interesting. Hey, I'm going yes. to take your time. I mean, this, <laughs> this has been awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. I mean, I don't want this to sound like a podcast because it isn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it was great. Great conversation. Always open to have a chat with you or, in fact, anyone. I, I'm pretty open. As I said, my calendar's always open. <laughs> so it's kind Having of cool. said that, can you quickly just summarize for my users, um, my followers like what do you do and what can you offer go to my website um so basically 
as I said before, people that I've worked with and people that even I don't know because I see people online and stuff, they don't know how to use tech correctly. And when I say tech, tech stack, IT, that kind of stuff, the software they use, the processes they have, mm. where are their emails, how security conscious are you, basically anything to do with tech. I'm the guy, I'm the guy between you and the IT guy. This is how I usually um, describe That's myself. Because IT is great. I've been in IT, but IT is IT with the pencils there, and they have no yeah. personality, generally, 98% of the time. 98%, and I'm talking IT. I'm not talking about tech. There's a slight difference. IT guy, because I was one, <laughs> they don't have a personality. So when, and generally, IT guys want to use the technology because it's there, not because it's useful for the client. Oh, there's a new tech. Sure. Let's, let's do this. Let's get, let's put this. Oh, what? A server? Yeah, let's put a server in. Wow. People don't need that shit. People don't need stuff they don't need. So what I do is go to clients, big and small. My, primarily, I deal with coaches and, and consultants because I am one and I know how they deal with. But I do deal with nonprofits and companies like that. So oh, I go in hmm. and say, who gave you this software? <laughs> Yeah, we don't work with them anymore. No, no, I know why. For good reason. Because they use the yeah, because they use the wrong software for what they need. I have one client here who were, went to three different people. Uh, they all gave them a, uh, a now. The, the, could it be the client? This is the thing. Could it be the client? It couldn't not necessarily yeah. Yeah. right. Mm. So, but it depends on how you speak to the client. And I find IT guys, as I said, they only use the software that they want. So they just go to an IT guy or someone that knows computers, get a piece of software, and they go, oh, shit, it doesn't work. And I've had that a lot happen in, these, in this recent year because of this pandemic. Everyone's like, oh, shit, I need to work remote. Do you need any help? No, we have our designer that knows Notion. It's okay. Yeah. They go and use Notion or some Airtable or whatever it is, and they go, actually, you know what? This ain't working. Can you help? Half the time, not always, I have a no answer to that. Because if you didn't trust me in the first place, you're not going to trust me afterwards. And it's going to be way too much work. And then I'm going to get the shit because it's not working. True. So depending on who the client is, I don't work with them. But now that's this the is issue. where I, I, I think it's amazing. I'm speaking to you on this day and exactly because <laughs> I have a network of female entrepreneurs in my, in my, in my network. And uh, I'm not a feminist because I don't believe that the woman has to work harder. It's no. just that we have to be more aware and more conscious. I'm not a feminist. I'm just right. believing in we're all equals. So I'm just speaking out. I just know a group yeah. of people that happens to be women, entrepreneurs that are working and doing everything on their own. They're like a mom, they're caretaker, they are and and they're consultants and they're coaches. Sure. And that's why I offer what I offer at no cost, because I want to give back. My mom gave up her career sure. to have me. So I'm giving out five times thirty minutes a day a week give whatever, to share my experience and stuff like that. Um, of course, I can go in and jump in and develop like automations and workflows and stuff like this, but mm. um, yeah. it doesn't always work because you can have people, you must have, I'm stealing my company slogan on this, you must have people, technology, 
and processes to make it yeah, 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 yeah. This is the thing, right? My best friend is a process manager, and I talk to her about all this. She's actually just become a COO at a company, so she might hire me, actually, for the company she's working for, which is great. And we, we're constantly talking about processes because the process matters way more than the tech, way more than the tech, way more yeah. than the software, way more than the person. The person, take the person out, take the tech out. You've got to sit down and figure out what the process is. And the way I usually do it, because again, I mainly work with consultants and stuff, is I say to them, work backwards. Don't work forward. Don't go from the client to the invoice. Go from the invoice to the client, get, getting the client. Walk it because, when you, because when you work backwards, you understand the process clearer because you have to think, what do I do before this? And when you're yeah. thinking about it, then you realize what the process is. So you write it down and then rewrite it the other way around and then go, oh, well, I don't need to do that. Well, I don't <sighs> need to do that. I don't need to do that. And that's how you get your process. Once you've got the process, and if you're working with other people, make an SOP. Once you've got the SOP, go and test it. Once it's tested, use it. I'm greening like a monkey down here. But that's how it is. And so many people don't do this. And this is what I mean about IT guys. They don't do this. Process managers, she doesn't even do this. Because I asked her, there's a difference. So I asked her, what do you do? She said, I do the processes. Perfect. You've done half my job. Now, who do you go and talk to about the, well, we talked to the IT guy. Like, yeah, but, and then she's like, you know what? You're right. We need someone in the middle. And I was, I was interviewed um, by a journalist and I was in a conversation like this with the director of the National Archives here in Holland. I was like, whoa. And they were talking about um, not necessarily processes, but what data they should hold and what kind of data they should hold. But we both came to the conclusion, yes, you need data. Obviously, it's the National Archives. You don't need everything. But who's the the person to decide what data you need? And again, it comes, comes back round to processes. You have to have the processes. And they're like, yeah, you know what? We need a guy between the IT guy and us creating the processes. And I'm like, hello. It's what I've been saying for years. The IT guy's like, tech. The process person's like, oh, this is perfect. How do you put the shit together? You need need some people. Process managers can do this, but they just got to wear a different hat. Yeah. But they can only do it if they know tech. Meaning IT. Not everybody knows tech. No, no, of course not. Of course not. My, my best friend, you know, she knows processes. She knows yeah. as much tech as she needs to know, but she's not the tech guy, the tech woman, whatever. So you need the person. And, and there are IT companies that, that do have that in a way, but generally it's the IT guy. It's not another guy. It's the IT guy going, you know what? I get the process. I think we need this, this, and this. But they're not coming from a place of they need this. They're coming from a place of this is new tech that I want to implement for this process. Completely different way of working. And I find this all the freaking time. And trying to explain this to companies, CEOs, COOs, and stuff. Like, dude, get the right process then figure out the tech, 
then talk to the IT guy to implement it. The IT guy is the builder. The IT guy isn't the architect. Because you, you, I mean, they, I mean, the architect effectively is the process manager. The builder is the IT guy. Who's the guy in the middle? Constructor. So you need the you need to you need to put it all together. And this is the best thing about what you're doing right now because you no longer have to explain to this. You no longer have to explain this to anybody again. No, that's true. <laughs> that's you're gonna cut this out. You're gonna put it up as a as a as a featured video <laughs> on the front. And because I'm giving you this idea, I want I like a small favor from you. The part where I asked the question and you answered about the whole, yeah, how you work backwards. You got to cut it out for me. Um, put your name behind it. I like to feature it on my wall because I want to refer awesome. to the people to it because I example today. I was working with a, 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 a lady I was helping, and she was like, oh, I was thinking, like, oh, I need a CRM because like, I don't know which appointment she's on. We almost had a missed appointment, and I don't, I don't have the data of where she's going. I have this right. and that. You know what? You know what I did in the end? I found a, this dumbest idea. This dumbest answer, sorry. Instead of having a CRM so I can say, like, oh, when we had what talk, we talk about what and stuff like that, put it in the calendar. Put it in the calendar event itself. Every time after I, the event, as you go in the same calendar appointment, today we mentioned, because we have deliverables right there, tick, 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 no tick, did, didn't touch yeah. this, deliverables yeah. for next week, put it up there, copy and paste the next appointment in there, and that's it. I have one, one thing. Yeah. that's it. Well, well the, the, the in, it's quite interesting you talk about CRM. I don't use a CRM. I've tried and I hated it, and I, I, and I just don't recommend CRMs. I use Basecamp. <laughs> right yeah. i use Basecamp. i have a thing called clients and in there i have people i talk to i mean it, it's so freaking simple I, before that i was just using things things three before that i was oh, using wow. to do i mean you can do all of that so you it depends on what you do because some companies do need crms because of the processes and you're stuff. sharing but and if stuff you're like working on your own or maybe two people or possibly three people it's the push you don't necessarily, depending on what you do, you don't necessarily, I, I was talking to a company who was using Basecamp, I'd have been using it for years, but they just don't know how to use it and they want some help. And they said, well, we don't know whether we should get a CRM. I'm like, well, how many, com com how many projects do you work on at the same time? 10, okay. How many, wh what kind of leads do you have? Well, probably about 20. Stick it in Basecamp. Oh. You don't need, it's simple. You don't need, you just don't, I mean, and there's three of them or four of them, but only two of them do the CRM part. Like, put it all in Basecamp. Put it all in one place. It doesn't have to be, I use Basecamp. Um, there are so many tools out there that you can use instead of a CRM because CRMs are way over bloated. I have yeah. not found one CRM that says this, that, nothing, nothing. I've tried everything. And in fact, I'm going to have, I, I know someone who created a personal CRM, which is great app. The guy's awesome, but there's a few things wrong with it. From Clubhouse? But I'm like, no, not from Clubhouse. Uh, the, the app's called Mogul. It's a great app. Oh, it's a personal okay. CRM. Um, and and I spoke I to him. The one Clubhouse is called um, something dash. Um, I and, don't I, know. I, and the guy was actually, the, guy, the CEO was in every room that I was in. I was like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. The thing is, CRMs are great 
to a certain degree. Pipe drive is a fantastic product if you're just doing sales. Mm. Um, Insightly and all that. I mean, you know, there's so many, but they're just so over bloated and they cost too much for what they are and what they do. Again, it depends on the company, it depends on the client that needs it. So, of course, I recommend PipeDrive and depending on the client. Would I use it? Does a consultant need it? Does a coach need it? Does, does, you can, I know you one can guy. find other way. I can't tell. I can't say too much, but I respect him because of that. I, I can't say too much. Excel sheet. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's how but it started. He can tell me every single client of his. Right. Every single post they like, every single engagement that they had with his post and stuff like that, every single thing. I don't, go, I don't go to that level, actually. And, the, and I, there's a reason why I don't. Again, it's to do with automation. Um, it's a no weird automation. thing. No, 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 no. I'll explain what I mean by like. So okay. automation is kind of like making sure everything is done for you so you don't have to yeah. remember anything. Having everything in one place is a fantastic thing for a lot of people. I don't do that. So I like, for instance, this conversation I'm having with you, I have it in Basecamp as a to-do list kind of thing. And so you're in my thing, right? So I put it in there, but I'm not going to write down he wears glasses or he has a brown shirt or whatever it is. I just don't do that kind of stuff. I do put the basics. I met him on Clubhouse. I do. That's about it. I don't put dates or anything like that. So I do the basics because when it comes to people knowing who you are, you're only human and you won't, you will forget where did you meet him? So you've got it down there, but you don't need to know the first time I met him, did he have a dog? Did he talk about his partner? Or, I mean, I don't need to write that stuff down. It's American though. It is. You need that in America. You do need that in America. No matter what, you have to have it. I know, but I don't go that far I, for my personal CRM. Yeah. But I understand why some people do need it and whatever. But for my personal CRM is more a case of, uh, did I speak to him? Oh, yeah, of course I did. What did we do? Oh, yeah, we did that. And that's about it. That's literally about it. Because that's, again, I, I, like when I did have a CRM, I had daylight. And I had Insightly, and I did have Pipe Drive. I had a couple of them. Wow! Uh, because I wanted How to did test that work them out for you. Daylight, brilliant product. I know the guy. He came here to my office, and we talked and stuff. I know it's a great product, but I don't use Apple Mail, so I can't get that connection. I don't use. Um, I, I didn't like the sync that they have, so it's CalDev, and you got to put it on. It was a bit bitty. I think you need to have an IT guy working at your place just in case something goes wrong. Although it's got a lot better. Quite, yeah, but the main issue, yeah. the main issue for me was I'm putting so much data into a CRM and I'm not using half of it. So I'm wasting time. The time I could use playing my Xbox, the time I could use go walking, the time I could use to walk my dog and do the things I wanted to. Why am I spending all that time on that stuff? How can I make this easier? It's all about how I can make things easier. So if I can put something in my to-do list or in my base camp, if I need to find it, search for it and it's there. I'm sure this message is meant for me somehow. I just have to. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, it all comes down to people making things overcomplicated and, and 
like you said earlier, looking at your competitor and looking at the next person. So the reason why I purposely didn't want to make, um, I did at the beginning, but I purposely stopped it, like how I use this and how I use that. And this is the, you know, the reason why I stopped doing that is because it's not personal to the person I'm working with. I'm giving you basic information that is already out of date, right? So, so on my website, I actually say I work one-on-one. I don't do courses. I don't do any of this stuff, not because I don't want to make money, but because what I do is personal to the person, personal to the company. I can give basic information. Sorry? What you do is personal to the brand. Personal to the brand. Exactly. So it's personal to that. Yeah. And so making how-to videos, there are a million and one out there, it just doesn't work for me. And it definitely doesn't work for the client because they're like, oh, wait, this was two years ago. Have it's you so interesting because you, have, yeah. you're so, you say you have no idea about marketing and branding and there you are creating a niche for yourself out of nothing, out of simplicity, as you like to put it. And then you literally just push yourself across as a luxury marketer. And then you say like, you do it, and you do it so effortlessly, like, like, oh, this is nothing. I'm just doing nothing. I want to do as little as possible. And you carve yourself a nice spot up there where no one else can touch you and reach you. And I'm like, just like, what? You know what? I, I love the fact that because you are a marketer, and that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to I'm you as well. calling you out on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, everyone has imposter syndrome, but I'm not you doing are. anything. To, no, but I do. Everyone does. But the thing is, you never know you're doing something right until someone kind of gives you praise in a way. I mean, let's be honest, right? Someone says, oh, actually, you are doing... Okay. No, no, but you, I see it as praise because that's... Confirmation. Okay. Confirmation. Yeah. I see it as confirmation. I'm like, dude, okay, then, then I am doing it right. So then I don't have to change anything because I'm constantly changing things, right? We all change things because it's like, well, this ain't working. This ain't working. Shall I do this? Shall I do that? That's adaptation. That's okay. You have to adapt. You have to adapt. Adaption, and modify adaption is different. Yeah. 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 Change, adaption is different. It's like, no, the change is like, I'm wrong. This is wrong. Let's, yeah. I want to be well, something else. Well, I done that in the past year or so. Because of the Mac Junkie thing, going back and forth, right? But that's different, just because you've, anyone who's run their own company knows this. You put your heart and your soul and your life into it. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's you've confirmed you. you it. You've, yourself. Con- <laughs> you've confirmed you I, it. was okay. <laughs> I, was, I was known as in-fitness sabs. I know, as the one that, I'm, as the one fitness instructor that can go into any schools, any levels, and get the students moving. Right. Either awesome. all-girls school or all-boys school, I could get it moving. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Change from that to that. corporate Sebastian. Yeah. I was a pain in the butt. <laughs> pain I in can the imagine. Butt. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so, but, I, I would call mine a pivot rather than a change, I guess, because it's still tech and it's effectively the same. So I do use the word lazier, pivot. The Sorry? Easier. It's just being the lazier, easier, <laughs> yeah. efficient you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that people get the message of what we do, what you do, what I do. Um, I think we've pretty much cleared what we do do. Um, We've pressed each other on a couple of things as well, (laughs) (laughs) which is always the best way to do things. 
Um, because if you're just agreeing with everything, it is not right. You're just saying, I mean, I've never been, oh, I tell you a story. I've never been a yes man. So I used to work in the music industry. I used to install um, studios. So I've been into Abbey Road and Air Studios and things like this back in London. And I was once told to go and install a Pro Tool system at this guy's place. And I went there oh. and I didn't know who he was. He had this beautiful um, little house. It was a kind of a little cottage, but he had a beautiful studio. And I went there and I did it. And he had this really, really, really annoying voice. You know, it's like that. It's really nasally. You know, so I had to, so he had this control room and then I, uh, and then all his equipment was upstairs. So there was a cable going up yep. to, to, the, to the loft. So I crawled into the loft. So the loft was quite low. It was all dusty with cables everywhere. That was just my life. So it didn't bother me. And I was there pulling stuff out of his computer and installing this stuff. And he came with me and he was taller than me. And he was behind me like, yeah, I don't know if you should do it like that because maybe we should do it. And he was constantly, and I was so annoyed. I was like, dude, Ray, please leave me the fuck alone. And this was a, to a client. Leave, because I had enough. Leave me alone. Please go downstairs. Once I'm done, I'll go down there, set it up, and it'll be fine. And he kind of looked at me and left. I was like, phew. And I was like, maybe I did too much. Anyway, carried on. Went downstairs. He's now sitting on the couch, his beautiful leather couch, reading a newspaper. I didn't even see his face. So I'm sitting at the control desk, set up at the computer, set up the studio and everything. And I said, okay, Ray, I'm done. Thanks. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. And he's with the papers like, okay. And I left and I was like, oh, shit. You're not going to get paid. Halfway down, my boss at the time, because <laughs> I was working at this, uh, this place, but my boss at the time, uh, he called me. He's like, what, what did you do there? I was like, I explained to him and he goes, well, you know what? He doesn't want anyone else touching your, his stuff other than you. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I did that, nothing of it. So I went back and it, they were all like, so the salesman who sold the stuff, the boss, it was like, do you know who that guy is? I have no fucking idea. Who is, who is this? It's just a guy with a studio, a nice studio. He's the, he's, I can't remember his last name. His name is Ray. He did all the boy bands. So he was rich as anything. And he's like, he doesn't want anyone to touch his computer. I think he's been knighted recently a while ago. I don't know. So he, so the point is, be yourself and don't be a yes man. It could go either way. And again, it comes down to the no thing. It's like, whatever, you know, no. I mean, I'm me. If you don't like me, whatever. It comes to being yourself, going back to what we were saying again, and not being a yes man. And if you, because if you're a yes man, you'll not really get, you don't, you won't get any respect. You don't have to be a no man in an arsehole way. Yeah. Like we explained before, but just be true to yourself. And, and I could tell you loads of stories like that, actually. There was another time, but I won't go but into how it. How do you do that then with, now going back to what we do, how do you tie in that strategy with content strategy? In what, in what way? What do you mean? Maybe, like let me give you an example. So you're not supposed to share links. Because sharing links, share links yeah. it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't get pushed out, especially mm -hmm. if you're sharing links that's going out of LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, they say if you share links from within, it gets better, but my test proof otherwise. I was going to say the same. 
Thank you. Um, and I, I didn't just test my account. I test like on, on people's big, big brand names, like okay. big, big people's name. Um, so do we share? Do we not share? So I experimented because I was told also uh, don't put a link in the in your blah, 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 right? But everything I do is a link, is a video. Click to go to my website to watch the video. So I'm, you know, I'm not a big guy. So I get like 25, sometimes 40. I think the maximum I've ever had is 56 or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, and then I thought, wait, so everyone's telling me not to put a link. So for a week or so, let me just embed my video, just upload it to YouTube. I got less. Now, could it be a weird week? Could it be the videos were different? But I've done that three times now. A different. I mean, you got less. I, 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 I get. get I got less people viewing the the um, seeing it. Yeah. See, when so it's you on native, when it's on native, or when it's on YouTube. Both. I got le Sorry, I got less when it was on YouTube. Uh, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. I don't have anything on YouTube. So I have it all on my website. So it was yeah. a, a, usually it's a link, go to my website. I stopped that for like a week or so and had it natively. And I got less viewers on that post than I did when my video was uh, not native. Did you, when was this? Within the last few months? Uh, within the last few months. But I've done it three times. So I've done it last year as well. I think I did it twice last year and I did it once this year. Let's, let's talk about only the last three months because this whole like engagement bull crap thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, really <laughs> bugged, it. it really bugged me. Yeah. Um, it, this, this is very quite, quite recent. Quite recent. Um, so I want you to try this. Try one more time. This time around, I want you to do this thing. I'm going to get people to engage. Okay. I'm going to get some of us engaged with that. Cool. But you need to promise me that within the first three hours, every single engagement you get, you engage right, 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 right back. Yeah, I do that kind so, of pretty much all the time. So no well. walking away. So we're going to get you about six engagement. You're going to try and respond to all six. Okay. And see that because I did the test and I tried for the first time to like babysit my post, which is a pain in the butt. Like I put right. so much time into the video. I want to get away from it. I want to stop looking at it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I engaged and that video got pushed out. That's interesting. I think, I mean, engagement obviously matters. But again, when people, uh, when you're talking about engaging, I'm t you're talking about liking and commenting, right? Pretty much more commenting and then more commenting. Obviously, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even get that that often. There is there have been again. a couple of posts that I've been getting quite a few again, some people commenting. And but the thing is, even I don't have any notifications on my phone, by the way. That's the other thing. Nothing, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing beeps at me. <laughs> so I'm it, it, like everyone says, don't keep looking at your phone. I'm actually the opposite. I don't have notifications, but I look at my phone all the time. I just do because I have the time. I don't care, right? The only notifications I have is Basecamp and um, when my phone rings, I guess. That's the only one. I don't have anything else. And Basecamp because my cli you know, clients are on there. Um, but other than that, I have it off. So I look at my phone all the time. So I check 
you know, LinkedIn or whatever. And I'm on top of it. I don't have any red dots. I hate red dots. So if I see a red dot in Twitter or LinkedIn, I check it because I don't get that many. And I, I hate red dots. <laughs> so I want to get rid of them. So, um, but it's interesting because my um, next, from next week, my plan is uh, to start doing these long form videos. So this one, I'm plan. I'm think. I don't know that this might go out on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, but in between now and then, I'm going to be doing the snippets, doing the little, right? So then they will be native, obviously. They should be. Um, and then hopefully we'll get engagement for that, and then we can test it out that way. For sure. How do you connect? But the long form comes out after your short form. What? what? My, okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell anyone else. Only you're can hearing you, you this. Can this. We can cut this out. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not going to cut this out. I was just joking because I want people to hear it. So the idea for me is to try to change my strategy with my content. And again, going back to making things easier, trying to find the easiest way. Simpler. Simpler is your word. It's, easier. Def it's definitely not easier. <laughs> easy. I don't know. I think it'll be easy. Anyway, so every day I used to make a video every day, 30 minutes, and I love doing it. I may still do it, but I don't know, but, but I love doing it. My plan now is to make long form content because people have been asking me, I like your videos, but they're too short. <laughs> I like the, like the podcast, but they're too short. So I thought, well, how about this? How about I make a video like this conversation? where I talk about the same stuff. I could cut this up into 10 videos, to be honest, yes. but I don't want to do that. What I want to do is leave it as a long form video every Wednesday and in between recording it and it's being posted to cut it up as um, snippets, not videos, yeah. but snippets. So it's the same thing, but I don't want to make three minute videos. I want to make 30 second snippets and post them. There's going to be loads of snippets in this, obviously, and then post them out. And so I'm going to try that for a few months. Yeah, but and see how it goes. bringing the, the people back to the long form video, right? Absolutely. Which means you could upload the long form video first. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's going on, yeah, on Wednesday. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, so, it's like so, so from now until Wednesday, I will do the short form. And on Wednesday, it will be ready to be uploaded. So it won't be uploaded before the snippets. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, that and then after that, because obviously I have to make a video for the, for the following week and I already have a bunch of people waiting for to be, to be on it, which is like, whoa, this is pretty cool in the past couple of days. Um, so yeah. So before I make the next video, I'll still be promoting this one and the other one and whatever. So I want to get, so why is it easier for me? Why is it easier? Oh, come on. You can tell. I can see the whole process in front of me. Like, oh, my God. Right. So why is it easier? Why is it simpler? Well, the script makes it a bit easier to make the little little snippets. Um, and even though I come up with the ideas so quickly, I, I walk my dog and come up with three or four ideas for a video because there are like three videos. So I think it'll be basically the same, but I just want to try long form and see how it goes. And time. plus, also, I'm talking to someone else. 
and getting their point across as well. I can bounce off ideas. They can bounce off ideas. I think it works. Are you kidding so me? So listeners, what like do you think? All in, all in one. This is like <laughs> coaching, management, daily yeah. operations, marketing, sales, branding, all in one. It's all in one. Again, you know, going back to what I was saying at the beginning and the whole idea when I posted that post, because I had this idea for the past year or so, year and a half. I just didn't know how to formulate it. Um, I didn't know whether it would work. And I'm like, you know what? Just give it a go now. I've got the time. Um, people know who I am and what I do. Let's get who I am, what I do with someone else. Right? Because then it's helping me, helping them, helping me kind of thing. It's, it's you know. And, 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 I d and again, there's no music. There's no sales. There's no who are you. Uh, all that will be in the show notes, obviously, but I'm not going to be, I said it, didn't I? I said a podcast thing. Fuck. I don't want it to be a podcast. I want it to be a fly on the wall, someone listening to a conversation. Well done, you. That's your brand. That's you. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, this is such validation from people. Um, it's not like making my head bigger. I'm just saying it's nice to finally kind of come up with something that like, okay, well, someone, someone else likes it. Okay, well, then it works. <laughs> Let's carry the on. The best brand are the brand that is done without any effort. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Think about that. Good. We'll get there I, one I day. I bet you look through look through the transcription for this for this video. I can already I already heard three amazing slogan you're going to use as your business. There's three at least three in there. I'm uh, struggling with that one. I, the one I came up with, uh, making your day into your day. No, it's too 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 difficult to get. I mean, I can understand that because mother tongue English is my mother tongue. I get that. Yeah. But you want something simpler. If once you have the transcription for this, if you can, let, let me look through it. I, I, there's three points where I was going to like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is his line. Oh, I yeah, can really? see <laughs> his face, black and white, <laughs> silhouette, more yeah. like a cartoon, a cartoon char char character, and just this line below. That's it. That's, that's your brand. Nothing else. You need nothing else. You know what? We've got uh, two, just over two hours. For me to two hours, yeah, it's great. See, this is the thing I like. It's a conversation because you don't know how long it's taken. Shit, it's too hard. That's that's what a podcast. That's what a podcast used to be. It wasn't a TV show or a bells and whistles and all that crap. It's just annoying. But anyway, thank you so much for this. Absolutely, I I thank you so much for this, and thank you for your. Patience. <laughs> Thank you for the insights. Well, you too. I mean, I, I honestly, I learned quite a lot. Um, definitely. I'm going to definitely read the transcript. I will send you everything I can. We'll talk um, at another time, not after this, but before I do anything. And yes. uh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's great. See you next time. Take care. Definitely next time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, man. Take All care. Right, Have a good day. Out, right? Thank yeah. you too. Bye. See you later. Ciao.